Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Matchball Podcast for the Birmingham City versus Leeds United game in the football. Uh, I'm Dan Moylan, with me is Michael Normanton. Hi. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello there. We thank Levi Solicitors for their continued support here on the podcast. 10% off your legal fees if you mention the square ball. Uh, when you inquire, head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Well then, crikey. Uh, what would we inquire about? Uh, I, I, I don't know. There's some sort. I feel like I've been assaulted. I don't know about you. If Michael, if you could summarise that game in a noise, what would it be? Um, <laughs> it was good in the end, though, wasn't it? I quite liked for a noise. Um, Patrick Bamford at th- when they equalised at three three just kind of went no. <laughs> And there was still, what, was it 20 more goals to go after that? Because there was about, you know, two minutes left to play. So, I don't know. He he said something at the end because he was doing the co-commentary on LUTV. Um, I think he he now knows what it's like to watch us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what how I feel. I don't know what to make of that. That was insane, wasn't it? That was insane. First thing first to cover off, Michael, your betting situation, because everybody seems very interested in that. You are known for when Leeds go ahead, you will back the opposition because you occasionally make money out of it like Cardiff. Yep. Looked like you were set to do that on a couple of occasions today when Leeds yep. were 2-0 up. So talk us through it. Well, I think I think pre-game, I think I'd put £8 on them, £2 on the draw, I think. Then during the game, I think we went a couple of goals up. I backed the draw. I think then... As it got to two all, I think I laid the draw because I was like, oh, there's bound to be more goals in this. And then going into, once they equalised in, in injury time, I then put money on Leeds to just cover off in case we did win. So in the end, I won £2.50 <laughs> out of a, off a very confusing day where I think I ended up putting about 25 quid on various things. Could I maybe give you £2.50 and I'll just delete all the betting apps off your phone? I think it would improve your life immeasurably. <laughs> At one point I said to Dan, if it's got to the point now, if you put, for every pound you put on Leeds not winning, you'll win £10 back. So you, sh- you could, if you want, Dan, just put £10 on now and you're either going home with a Leeds win or £100. See, people look at Bielsa on the sidelines where he's sitting on his bucket and they wonder what he's thinking. It's probably nowhere near as complicated as the <laughs> equations that are running he, through your mind. He showed me his phone during that game. I had no idea what was going on. No, just graphs and, and numbers. and yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about that game because that's nearly finished me off, that. And not in a good way. <laughs> I would just on uh, my other favourite moment of Patrick Bamford's co commentary was when we brought, uh, we were 3 4 up and brought on Berardi. And he goes, now we decide to kill the game off. <laughs> How many goals after that? Seven? 
My favourite bit of Bamford commentary, we will talk about the game uh, eventually because there's a lot to talk about, but is when he said opposition players always say to me about Alioski, why is he like that? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't about anything precise either. It's just, why is he... Why is he the way he is? Bold defensive Enketia's dive as well. Oh, there was contact there. <laughs> All right, Pat. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that's annoyed me most out of that game is that booking. Now, it was a bit weak, that wasn't it, that dive? I was furious I mean, when... The, uh, it was, it, I think it, there was contact, but he made the most of it. I was it? furious when that pig fucker added six minutes on, but now um, I want to kiss him. Yeah. Obviously, I'd have to put a pig mask on for him to be interested in that, but... Bearing in mind, you know where those lips have been, don't you? Hey. <laughs> There were a few moments in my notes where I finished a line with uh, KSFP, which we know what that stands for. Yeah. <laughs> like, their, their player runs the ball out, he gives the throw into them, KSFP. <laughs> he, he is such a bad man. I didn't think he was that bad today, actually. Yeah, but I there's still those say. moments where there were, you know, no nobody on the pitch in the commentary box, in the stands, watching anywhere, knows what's happening. Whereas he's just there going, isn't it obvious? I've given a free kick to them for this. And it was like, "You've What? That makes no sense. That's his contribution to the afternoon. That and blowing his whistle and pointing at the centre spot. I thought he, he did a reasonably all right job, did Stroud. Uh, I, I feel like getting caught up on the referee's performance is somewhat, <laughs> uh, you know, contrary to what we should be talking about because quite a lot's happened I can't there. face the rest of it. I think that's why I, we're not talking about the game because there's an overwhelming amount of stuff. Yeah. I remember it was, we were playing quite well and we went two up and that all seemed quite normal. Yes. We were really good at the start. It was like all the stuff from the end of the, uh, um, who did we play last Preston game when Enketia came on and then today he started because Bamford's, uh, he's doing a, Gary Lineker started his co-commentary career while he was still a player, didn't he? Lee Chapman used to do it as well. When he was injured for Leeds, he used to be on ITV um, and was also surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, but for Lee Chapman, that's that sort of, Southern eloquence, but everything was going fine. Yeah, I thought we were going to absolutely wrong them. There was when Calvin Phillips was popping up in their box, and it's two 0 I was looking, I think we could get five here. We did. Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely everything according to plan. When once they did score, it just went. It seemed to go horribly wrong. It seemed to be the turning point. We lost control of the game entirely. Calvin Phillips turned into Becchio in his, his balloon chasing days when he was trying to control a ball, and he just was. I think he had three touches, and none of them got it even vaguely under control and Klitsch wasn't getting involved. The middle of the pitch just became theirs, as it did against Preston for certain periods. We need four short back, don't we? Mm. Which they do. Yeah. yeah. But at 2-1, my main concerns were just that one, um, Neil Warnock's nickname had got the assist and that it was Linda Bellingham's 16-year-old son who'd got the goal. These are the only things I thought were... I thought these are little interludes and then we'll get a couple more and it'll all be fine. Because Pep Clotet before the game was all, oh, what a pleasure it is to have Leeds, to be playing Leeds at Christmas. I could think of no greater gift and for Marcelo Bielsa to be their manager. He kept, I think, in his press conference talking about Leeds and Bielsa, he used the words a pleasure about 10 times. Everything was a pleasure. And I think, well, if that, was that game wasn't a pleasure, was it? Uh, I mean, in the end it was. Nine goals. I mean, a, a, shudder, a shuddering climax. But... What more do you want out of football than a goal every 10 minutes? High entertainment. I'll take a goal every 10 minutes if we're scoring them all. I mean, we scored the vast majority, so... That um, mention of... Uh, of majority. Slim, yeah. slim majority, <laughs> you know what I mean. Of Linda Bellingham's son. What's he doing playing on playing man's football? He was born in 2003, that, that person. Yeah, yeah. when I, I looked on the Wikipedia when they mentioned he was 16, thinking, expecting him to be like a couple of days off his 17th birthday. No, he's, he's barely 
older than over 15 and he's fucking brilliant. First half, he absolutely destroyed Alioski. Yeah. Alioski had a, a really odd day, actually. He First half, I thought he was getting taken apart and I thought we might actually take him off. Mm. And then I think it was ahead of their... Which one? <laughs> then, was it their 90th minute equaliser? Alioski was... He's bear in mind he's still playing left back. It's the last minute, and we're defending a lead. And I think he was the furthest player forward. He was chasing a ball down on the edge of their box. Yeah. Then they broke and scored. He set up wearing um, a Christmas party hat or something wild, blowing a kazoo. He set up Bill Ayling's uh, Yeboa effort as well. He like he swivelled away from two tackles in midfield and then a big crossfield pass, which then Bill one touch thigh knee volley. Bang. I mean, that, you thought that was going to be the climax that, of the day, didn't you? You thought that was going to be that, like, oh, wow, we've scored an absolute thunder bastard, that's going to destroy them. But no, I mean, incredibly, we took it to entirely new Leeds United heights. <laughs> so let's try and pick apart what's happened there a bit, because I know it feels very confusing, and like we've been beaten around the head, but um, we were cruising 20 minutes in and 2 look because I remember looking at the clock and going, oh, it's only 24 minutes gone and we've scored twice. This is going to be easy, isn't it? This is going to be easy. Yeah, we panicked weirdly on that first goal. Everybody just ran towards Colin and then he uh, he passed it beyond him and it was just, everything was uh, was chaos from them. But yeah, it was a bit weird when you think how brilliantly we've been at defending and uh, how brilliantly organised we're supposed to be to have, I think it's about maybe four players all ran towards the guy with the ball at once. I think... Come on, lads! This isn't. This is not the it's uh, Sunday league style. But then again, as you remarked to me, Michael, then when we were uh, coming down here, it was like a Sunday league game, wasn't it? A Sunday league score. Yeah, you'd five four. I mean, it, it shouldn't it, happen in professional football. It is Sunday. <laughs> there is that. Have we ever won a five four game? From your, from your. I mean, if you'd written like a full comprehensive history of Leeds, you might remember one. I mean, I've not looked at everything. I mean, I, I game. can still vaguely remember the uh, the five four game against Liverpool at Ellen Road, and I think we were four 0 down in twenty eight minutes. And John Barnes was like a wizard; he was incredible that day. Yeah, I was trying to think about that as I was walking down here. So we've had those. We've had the four three comebacks against uh, Derby and uh, Southampton in sort of living memory, but I can't remember a game where we've gone goal for goal end to end like that. It's always been like that Liverpool one going 4-0 down the first half and then scraping back and it should have been a 5-all draw yeah. because uh, Chapman's goal was incorrectly ruled out for a non-existent foul on, not that we're still... on Mike Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can talk about fucking Stroud and giving, not giving uh, a foul on um, Kiko Casilla for whichever, was it their eighth That was goal? their equaliser. Mate, that was piss weak. That, was, that, nah. that wasn't a foul. That said though, not too long after that, he gave a free kick for a fairly lame challenge on their keeper. Exactly. Um, the other way around. So I, I get where you're, you're angling that one from but it was piss weak by Kiko was that and he sort of had the ball in his hands at one point and but then he was fouled but he wasn't he, he seemed to sort of ch- chuck it or was he trying to punch it it wasn't clear it looked like he should have just caught it and it wasn't much was, of a uh, challenge I think he was distracted by the 16 year old boy who was standing on his toes <laughs> as uh, as the ball came towards him it was weird because was that the six? sorry was the 61 minute goal Djokovic was, what, what was that what happened that there? was that one that yeah. was the one where Kiko was Slightly fouled or not. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy with us having a goal disallowed for that being a foul on the keeper, if yeah. that makes sense. They're a protected species now. We've got to be, I know that uh, Stroud is not always a respecter of, uh, of, <laughs> of species protection, but that's one instance where I think he, I would like to hear him, the, him blowing his whistle rather, rather than somebody blowing the whistle on him because he's, he's got into the farmyard again. Um, so that was 2-2 two, two, and that's an hour Christ, there was still half an hour left after this. And, and I would say, some, on yeah. Kiko with that, he'd been 
really good on catching corners and crosses and stuff before that I was thinking yeah strong hands good catching everything um and then there was that one and then it was the uh the 3-0 was that the flicked when they pulled it back to 3-0 was that the flicked header um that yes. was yes where <laughs> I've, lost, yeah. I've lost track of him in Kiko I thought did, was out in the wrong for this as well Cleese oh, lost his, all, lost his man but then Kiko comes for it when there's absolutely no reason to do so well yeah there's two things click uh, Kiko was caught out but then it was a substituted come on so whoever was supposed to mark the player who just come on was not watching for their their well, man you saw, well, if, click, I didn't know if it was Click but if well, it Click was, was on him you could, saw, you could see from the replay um, from the other end that, so it's facing the goal that Click was supposed to be on him and he just got round the back of Click unfortunately and then that just drew Kiko out like a moth to a flame yes. which is what he does isn't it oh the ball's flying roughly you know, within 30 yards of the goal I better go after it well it was good on the ones towards the edge of the box I think it's just there were too many people between him and the ball on that one and well too many Birmingham players and not enough um, and not enough Leeds players marking them mm. what you want there is you want that old fashioned keeper who's coming out with a raised knee about head height don't you who's just going to batter through well, everybody if Stroud's not going to give the free kick to um, against him or for him when uh, when that child was um, tickling him then uh, then maybe he should have been out there with the old uh, razor blades and the elbow pads <laughs> <laughs> yeah modern game VAR and all that uh, not in this league and then hang on a second so that was that well, was Ailing's put us, uh, you've, you've missed the bit where Ailing was put us in, put us in the lead yeah that was, which was an incredible moment we I must went. admit I, when Ailing picked up there I was like he can't score from here Although we were getting the notification, because we were watching it on LUTV, we were getting the notifications through about a minute ahead of time, so we knew what was happening with the score, except the only one we didn't, we weren't aware of, was the fifth one. So we actually enjoyed that in real time, rather than having a minute's warning, um, which was a little bit strange. But um, it was weird watching it, going, oh, we're going to score here, we're going to score here, knowing it, we were going to score, but then not knowing how it was going to go in, and then to see Ailing do that, because we saw him pick it up so far, I'm like, hang on a minute, he's going to score it? Oh, bloody hell! See, I, I go for one screen at a time, so my phone was turned over to avoid that kind of uh, incident happening. So oh, see, I, I can't help it. I, I, was trying, I was trying to encourage Dan to live in the moment, but he wouldn't yeah. put his fucking phone down. So every time he was going, they've equalised. Again, and you just had to watch the painful process of them taking a corner and the ball going in. It was a it was a pure delight seeing. I was enjoying um, Alioski's little skipping around the tackles way back in midfield, and I thought that was good. And then nice big pass wide to Ailing, and you're expecting because um, you're expecting Ailing to kind of find a cross or put it wide again for Costa but I think he uh, um, there was somewhere when I did look through the tweets either Smith or Hay just said it looks like Ailing's had enough of this um, and I can't remember if it's for that goal or the next one um, but yeah, he just decided, I'm just going to whack it in the net. No other fucker's going to do anything about this. But he just had it at that champion, the perfect angle, didn't he? You know, the camera was behind him. You thought, yeah, you can see why he's gone for that. I'm not convinced by its thunder bastard credentials. It looked more like a dig. Right. The control was very good. The control was, sort of was looping, your bow A looping sort of And then he's kind of, it was very much a, a right back's kind of A looping dig. drive. Looping yeah. Luke. He's, he's hit it in a very sort of straight line. And it's more kind of just... I'm just going to hit it and kick it straight rather than Yeboa when he did finish the one against Liverpool it was kind of I mean that was going to topple um, tower blocks that one whereas this is more of a kind of a uh, get in and out uh, um, so uh, and then we went like so at three all and then Stuart Dallas scored straight away but as, as you were you, I think you were fiddling with your betting weren't you at that point um, and then you went oh wait I was on the on my phone it told me we were 4-3 up and I just pointed at the screen and went huh 
And then, we, and then, sure enough, Stuart Dallas was there. This is the one where Ailing decided he had enough when we conceded that stupid equaliser. The fourth one. Yeah. And yeah then, it um, was his man, wasn't it? Uh, and then he ran, um, well, no, for the uh, for putting us back ahead. Right. Because we conceded um, three or the one we've just discussed where it was headed backwards over Kassir and then Ailing just got the ball in the middle of the pitch and was right, I'm fucking running up there and we're going to, I'm taking charge. And then passed wide to Jackie Harrison Jackie crossed it, uh, gave it back to him, and he just pings it in the box and good control from Stuart Dallas to put it in. We haven't talked about Jackie's goal, um, the the one earlier on, when it was, who pinged it back to him? Because it came at him awkward and it was a good finish. I mean, it was very deflected. Yeah, but he got it on target. Costa, and, Costa and, uh, and Niketia were involved down the right, I think, weren't they? Where are we now? It broke to Harrison off Niketia. Uh, it bounced to the defender off Niketia. That's right. And then Alioski kind of hit it at Jackie and he had to sort of alter his body shape and just kind of get a volley on target um, which was not easy for the speed How many of these goals was Jackie involved in? Pretty much all of them He got the assist for Costa did he? And the one for... Um, yes, he did. Assist oh, for Dallas. Oh, we've completely ignored the two goals that, that put us up. So It was boring then, though, wasn't it? It was, got, it was just... Harrison did really well <laughs> to to make sure that that shot, shot went on target for the second one when it was um, it came at him really quickly because it was Alioski firing the ball at his face. Um, and then the first goal was, yeah, um, breaking from their corner or something. And then, yeah, Harrison uh, running through the middle, good pass to Helder Costa. And a nice low shot, and you thought, yeah, just do that all day, we'll be fine. Um, and then, yeah, and then he he popped up again, giving the ball back to Ailing. He fired it into the box, and Dallas sort of did a repeat of Jackie's uh, goal that was our second, where he kind of had to. <laughs> so it's seven five at this point had to get everything really wonky and just kind of like actually just. Yeah, no, it did. It did it in fairness, in amongst all the madness, he did really well to steer it in at the far post there and pull it away from the keeper. It was yeah. a good, really good finish. Both of them, I think. You know, you can't underrate the fact that uh, the Jackie one was deflected, yes, but he did well to get it on target. And same as Stuart Dallas in the Preston game where, you know, we had all the shots flying all over the place, not going in. But just whack one really hard um, towards the goal. He's got a good chance then of, of going in. And uh, and yeah, this one was a, a good finish from from Dallas. And uh, and yeah, that's when Berardi came on at 3-4 to um, shore it up as Bamford put it so now we decide to try and kill the game off quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Christ, we've got to half time in the podcast and we haven't even covered off all the goals. I'm, I'm confused at what score it is now. Is it four all at this point? No, it's still three, four. This is when... Um... Well, we do, we have... No, no. We're... We've talked about Dallas's uh, four three yeah, that yeah that's what I mean. That's why I said this is still 3-4. Yeah. Right. Did and you then think I said 3 all? I three four. Yeah, numbers. Yeah, my strong point, not yours. This is where Patrick again was um, panicking on the commentary because Kiko was about to, uh, well, he caught it and then he did. He ended up, he did uh, play it out really quick, quickly and he had Bamford in the commentary box going, whoa, whoa, don't, please. Um, but we did. We went romping off on the attack and their goalkeeper almost fucked in. Uh, fucked up, even fucked in, up, down, <laughs> left and right to let um, Alioski have the chance to make it 5-3. Yeah. Which would have been one version of events. Yeah, and then they equalised. Again, that far post, that was just everything getting really stretched, wasn't it? And it was Ailing's man, I think, who uh, who lost him there. Yeah, and we'd lost, uh, we'd, we'd lost the ball upfield attacking uh, down our left. Um, I'm not sure who it was or why. <laughs> Why, when we've, we've brought Berardi on already to keep everything tight at the back. That was to give Alioski more freedom. <laughs> we are, uh, we're bombing down their left and then when, it, when we did lose the ball, yeah, they, teams, like, teams should not be able to counter-attack against us when we are 4-3 up Do you remember in stoppage time. Earlier this season, we were saying how we, we'd become a lot more pragmatic as a team and we were just seeing out games. And yeah, yeah. Game management. Game management was so much better when we're a goal up with 10 minutes to go. No, we're not pouring, we're not pouring forward. We're not playing around with it. You can just get it in the corners, knock it down there, let them come at us. Mm. We've got the defence to repel it. Gave that a go, didn't we, today? I mean, we did do that, that one thing of, you know, we bring a defender on in the last few minutes now. And uh, concede almost immediately. It made the slightest bit of difference. Although it did help set up the goal, the winner. A word on that winner then as well, and I think that was put into, to use the technical term, the corridor of uncertainty. An OG chipping in again with yet, yet another for us this season. It's a hell of a finish as well. <laughs> he stuck that away. He meant it. I think he was uh, he was doing it for the narrative. It's like, God, wouldn't it be brilliant if this had a last-minute winner? <laughs> Cross. Goal! What is absolutely mental, mental about this is that we've preserved our record of being top of the division that we're in at the end of each of the last four decades. Well, that is good. I mean, we were helped. I was, I had the uh, um, goal alerts so I could be aware of what was going on in, in other games if I switched the, turned the screen over. Um, the fact that uh, Borough beat West Brom 2-0, Millwall beat, uh, beat Brentford 1-0 and Borough and Millwall were all both leading from the first half, so the rest of the game was kind of like, yeah. don't, don't fuck this up. That's why I was checking don't my phone as up. much as anything. I kept flicking between the scores and the table thing. And not that the table affects anything now, but you know that stupid thing that you do as a fan, you're like thinking, well, if we don't, if we go top and then we're not top by the end of the day, the world's going to end. Was Johnny Woodgate right? The, the table's table, lying. No longer lying, because they're 16th now at Borough. Oh, that sounds about truth. Climbing up now. That's the true position. Well, Is that was a true position? We need to ask, ask Woody. What do you reckon? 
Did you see um, Robbie Fowler was saying the same as well about his, is it Perth Glory that he's managing? Except he was calling it the ladder. It's the ladder, the ladder. I can't be bothered doing a Scouse accent. The, the ladder sells the ladder, lies. The ladder. The ladder's lying. What I will say is uh, Sheffield Wednesday, did they, they lose today, did they? I think they did, they yeah. Did. Yeah, they're on 39 points and six at the minute. If they do have 21 points taken off them, they will be on 18 points and bottom, <laughs> which, would be, which would be a shame. But you I know, mean, they've got a good group. I'm laughing, but I'm also enjoying Pep Clotet laughing. Yep. It's a, it's a double whammy of, of laughter. The, um, the Marcelo Bielsa, the only quote I can in, immediately see from his um, uh, post-match press conference, he was asked if his heart is okay, and he said, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, yes, is probably about some sort. And then he's gone on to say that that was like um, LUFC in reverse, that we were putting our chances away, but we couldn't defend. Oh. So it was kind of the opposite of uh, of everything that we've been doing um, so far this season where, uh, you know, everything was um, missing every chance. We would never have scored five earlier in the season, just we would have we would have ground out a nil-nil or something. We wouldn't have conceded four. I think maybe this has all been a ploy to show teams they can score goals against us because we now look, since Reading away, was it when we scored that really good counter-attacking goal? Every time Kiko gets the ball from a corner or something and throws it out, we mm. almost seem, we seem to score almost every time. It's J- Jackie Harrison down the left-hand side or Costa on the right, crossing to the box and a goal. And when we were dominating teams, we weren't getting the chance of that. But so we're, we're letting teams... We're showing teams a little bit, tempting them in. Flashing a bit of thigh. Yep, just come on. Yeah, you, you can score, of course you can. I mean, Why Jackie, don't you come up this end and have a little shot? <laughs> Jackie was there to score the winner if that guy hadn't put it in his own net. He was right behind him, wasn't he, for another a repeat of Reading. But you, I do wonder... Yeah, you're right, wondering what... Um, what West Brom must make of it. Although looking at West Brom's recent results, so they're doing, they've only won one in five, three draws, a defeat, and their only win in the last five was away to Birmingham and it was 3-2. So is it possible that Birmingham are just mental <laughs> and everybody's being dragged in? So what? how did that go? That was, Birmingham went 1-0 up, then it was 1-1, then 2-1 to Birmingham, 2-2 to West Brom, 3-2 to West Brom in the 81st minute. So yeah, I watched that game actually. Come to think of it, yeah. So Carnage does seem to be perhaps um, Pep Clotet's contribution to uh, the championship. He looks like such a nice, a nice man. But then there he is: three-two Birmingham beat Reading, four-two at Cardiff, two red cards. They, they lost to Derby, three-two. Um, yeah, Birmingham are just mad. What What do you think this result does to our season in terms of psychologically? Well, what I was going to say, yeah, before I got distracted by Pep Clotet being um, just a, a, a metalhead, um, in that he likes heavy metal, um, rather than any other interpretations of metalhead. I don't know what they even would be. West Brom, what are they going to do? New Year's Day, what happens? What do we do? If we attack like that against West Brom, do we score 10? If we defend like that, do they score 20? Charlie Austin, well, he doesn't start for them. Who, what, it's going to be, it just gives us no clues, does it? No, how Robson Carney probably be a nil nil. It probably it's will. set up for a nil nil. Be the most boring game that Do you know what uh, has after, been on after this one. I take it. Yeah, a full George Graham, <laughs> zero shots on target. Yeah, just a real, really attritional, ugly game where no one looks like scoring. That's fine for me. Start with six at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, Berra left midfield. This is it. If we if we start every match like we were set up for the last six minutes, we would. You know, there's still. 
two goals there. So it's um, it, we can't be accused of being too defensive, even if we start with um, with Berardi and no attackers. Uh, just looking at the table, after 25 games last season, we had 51 points and we were top of the league. Yep. But what was the gap to third? Uh, the gap to third was a mere five points. See, we've got nine points in hand this time. I wonder what the, how many far how many points off third off second did we finish last season when we went into the playoffs? Well, a fair old few, wasn't it? Was it nine? Was it? I mean, have we got? Is it there that we can? You know, we can say it's done now. No. This this could be the Blackburn game of last year, couldn't it? The one that you think when it happens, you think, oh, that's it, really. That was the game we needed to turn around and the fact we've done it means we're probably going to be promoted mm. and then we're not. Yeah, I think looking for those parallels because the Blackburn game was the last one of a seven-match winning run and then we lost loads after that. But then, so that, we kind of did that with the Cardiff and um, Fulham results. So that kind of pattern is repeated and then uh, going forward, this felt a little bit like maybe not in terms of the way the game went, but when we beat Derby in the middle of the Spygate thing, and that was during quite a bad run. And then the 4-0 over West Brom, they were the ones we thought, yes, we, we can't possibly be caught now. Look how good we are. 4-0 against West Brom. Nothing, you know, a team can't do that. And I, no, I don't think we're going to fall into that trap this year. I think what we needed was we needed a performance, and maybe this is the performance we needed, who knows, to dig it out of the most ridiculous circumstances. We just needed a performance to reset, I think. I this think, was the one. Well, that's what. I'm, no, that's what I mean. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to start building that level of complacency again because we've had this great run before before Christmas. Christmas we've wobbled a little bit, but we've won this stupid game today. And I don't know. Maybe it just hits the reset button, and no matter what happens, he also gets them all in tomorrow and says, "Right, got to watch that game back in detail because I want you to do that every match. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we play for the rest of the season, lads. Finally, you've cracked it. It is strange how open to interpretation these things are, though, because now you'd look at it and go, oh, one defeat in fourteen, top of the." league lovely stuff whereas if we drew that you'd be saying oh no no wins in the last four mm. oh this is difficult it's a terrible run of form yeah. is this it's, re- it's just it's, a- it's actually yeah. two points of difference yeah but it's, it's it probably feels very different you kind of there are two views you take on a promotion season there's the, there's the form table where you are looking for those no wins in four or whatever and then there's the there's the lion league table where you just have to come back to it and you can go through everything go through all the expected goals charts and look at like the ridiculous graphs that were uh, posted by experimental 361 where he's having to actually extend the axes because Leeds United are so brilliant that we don't fit on the normal graph with all the rest of the plebs in this division <laughs> um, but then what it all it all comes down to is the league table that says we are top on goal difference but we are nine points clear of, of the third place and you know that's that's the only thing that matters. And that's a great place to be. Yeah, it is. It really is. And we just need to keep that gap. And as you were just saying, I didn't realise that West Brom would have been on such a bad run of form. But the fact that we've managed to keep in touch with them over this little wobble of our own actually would yeah. point in that direction. I mean, before that, they won like hundreds of games. Um, not hundreds, obviously, but they they were on a similar run to us where I think they had yeah. at least seven wins in a row. Um, All of them won by cheating and luck. Yeah, basically. How many? So they were one, two wins, then two draws, then one, two, three, four, five, six wins, a draw, a win, and then he's drawn. So yeah, they were fucking how many games is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
11, 12, 13, 14 games unbeaten. Whereas we've lost one in 14. So, yeah, the two, we're, you know, we're way better than West Brom and we're both way better than everybody else in this division. So I think, I know this thing about, you know, saying it's all done and dusted uh, before the, the year has even ended is um, arrogant and, and is true, you know, setting, <laughs> setting us up, setting us up for a downfall. But yeah. I do think at this point, uh, the AFL, uh, or maybe it, it comes from the Premier League, somebody has to intervene and say, just promote Leeds now. Why? Just, On what basis? Because we're brilliant. <laughs> it's, I mean, what I didn't. Uh, what were any of the scores in the Premier League that Amazon were were showing on the telly all day, every day? <laughs> were, were any of those games five four? We, if we'd have played Man City today, it probably would have been like a nine all draw, and it would have been had the 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 viewing ratings that have never been seen before in Premier League football. So it. Somebody needs to just say, look, can we just swap them for Watford now? <laughs> well, yes, I know Nigel yesterday. Pearson's got them on a good run. No, can, we, can we swap for Villa? Because I'm enjoying yes. them at the minute. And Norwich as well, you smug pair of twats. I'm quite enjoying, leave Villa in. I'm enjoying watching them take a beating. It's nice, it's nice. To Make play. them play with uh, with one player lying down at all times. <laughs> but yesterday, Southampton won, Palace won. Oh, fuck off. Right, well, well, go- that's, that's the one, one yeah. of them. Sorry, I mean, Crystal Palace basically play in a shed, don't they? It's it's so misnamed when you think, oh, Crystal Palace. I bet that's a beautiful, glimmering, shimmering. Whereas our Manchester modern jewels. stadium. Have you seen Selhurst Park? Yeah, it's it is absolute tip. So I like it though. The difference is, we'll get to the Premier League. We'll smash that West Stand down, get rid of all the asbestos, um, and then we will build a gleaming structure that will be replicated around the rest of the stadium in no time at all. We'll be billionaires due to blood money from the Middle East, and we will walk away with the division and the European Cup which if, will be rightfully ours throughout the 20s and the 30s and we will all die happy men if Arsenal can recall Eddie Nketiah to the Premier League in January as they're probably going to do just to spite us why can't we be recalled to the Premier League it's been 15 <laughs> years so somebody just needs to go oh we never activated the clause <laughs> back Come on. Up you hey, come. listen, I've got a serious question. So apart from um, we were great, which is what you've been saying, Moscow, yes. and my idea that maybe this has helped us reset a little bit after our, after our wobble, can we actually take anything from that daft game today or is it just one you've got to kind of go, right, we'll consign that to the history books, back at it next uh, this next few days? It, it feels like so much happened. There's hardly anything to analyse because mm. there was no play in between goals. It was just it just felt like goal after goal in the in the most important bit of the game. I feel like Bielsa will take a different view as he <laughs> as he watches that game slow motion for you know, the next twenty four hours. You know, normally though, you can see like Patterns, a, a goal yeah. will be scored and then the game will change a little bit and you'll have twenty minutes where it's a bit tighter or you get on top for twenty minutes. There was no time for any of that in this game. It no. was just it was just we were on top, they were on top. It went mental. Then yeah. we won. We do need to take a look at this, though, because we can't be beating uh, Birmingham 5-4 and drawing 3-3 with Cardiff um, and all this kind of nonsense. The question about where our defence has actually fucked off to, I think, is a valid one and is probably one that Marcelo Bielsa will be dragging 
It'll be, Bill, okay, you can score goals do you know, now. But do you know what I think you, it is? Did you try stopping them from scoring? Do you know what I think it is? I think it's midfield that's, that's um, not letting us down is not the right phrase, mm. but it's the only phrase that springs to mind. It's a loss of control in midfield because we're miss- I think we are missing for sure. I think there seems to be a big gap in midfield. And Click is starting to look a bit jaded and a bit tired now. I think maybe probably needs a rest after playing non-stop for 18 months. Um, <laughs> they are basically the same players who've played during the good run. It's just not, it's not sticking in midfield and up front um, mm. as well. Well, is that Eddie's fault? No, I don't think so. I think we've been him off after today for no, not, uh, not defending well enough. It's not that, but it comes back. You know, if we lose it out wide, it's just coming back at us, and you know, we've been facing teams that have been pressing us higher up and that sort of stuff. It's just, just the way I think a few games have gone. But I think maybe a little bit of we could do with a solid one or uh, one or two nil win, couldn't we? Like when we face Sheffield Wednesday when we get back into it after the Arsenal win. Um, what, what are we doing against West Brom? Do we're going to spin the bottle again no, with another seven all draw? No, but as Phil was saying in the um, in the Phil Hay show, that it's kind of a it's a flip of a coin match, is that isn't it? It could go either way, and I don't think we need to read too much into it. It, it could go either way. Mm. Whereas it's the games against the likes of Sheffield Wednesday and then all the rest going forward from that point that we kind of need to be invested in because West Brom could go either way, and we. And win that game and go up and lose it and go up. Yeah. yeah. It's it is kind of fine. Yeah. It's a free hit in many ways. Should we play the reserves? <laughs> Treat well, it like an FA Cup match and just be like the FA Cup, finally give Robbie Gotts his debut. I kind of hope we lose in the FA Cup because I can just see us going all the way to the semi finals and playing the same first team for every round and watching the league form completely go off a cliff. I mean, we're a bit ahead of it, but the the Arsenal lineup will be interesting because QPR in the cup last year, Bielsa did. He it was the first time he explained his uh, his team when he said, "Yes, I'm, I don't want to disrespect the cup, and I'm sorry that everybody's going to be travelling a long way, but I am playing Apo Halme." Mm. Mm. But he did a we, solid this week, didn't he? Do you think we can bring him back for the FA Cup? Maybe we can bring him back and stick him in the team now. Fucking <laughs> somebody who can defend. Put him in midfield. Right then. Um, so heroes and villains from that game it's so much has happened I don't even know where to start I think Bill is obviously uh, I think Bill has to win heroism why just for the, the goal um, that and then also the cross well he he scored what did he do <laughs> he made this the one for Stuart Dallas <laughs> he scored his Yeboa um, substitute half folly thing then he made the one that Dallas scored and then he was in the box crossing it for the own goal that Jackie would have put in so that's that's a big maybe this is why we can't defend because our you know our best player on the day was a defender who decided he had to go forward to win the game mm. Mm. I'd like to nominate Birmingham fans for heroism as well because at 4 all they started singing Leeds are falling apart again they were singing it at 2-2 yeah <laughs> it's a popular song um, but yeah they they should be uh, villains. Um, no, they're heroes for doing that, for being oh. stupid enough to do that. Okay. Lights, lights are falling apart. Again. Uh, I don't know whether to nominate Eddie and Ketia for hero or villain, because uh, if that start was enough for him to say, oh, I'm I'm getting games now, and, you know, I've been here for a few months, I like the lads, I don't want to leave them in the lurch, I think I'll take my chances on... You know, if I'm the next Thierry Henry, I think I can keep Pat Bamford out of the team and back himself to do well at Leeds and win a promote a championship medal. Great. If when he waved to the away fans when he was substituted with him saying goodbye, then the villainous, traitorous little fuck can uh, <laughs> can get to it. Diving traitorous fuck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought he did all right actually today. He was noticeably 
smaller than their defenders. Yeah. And he did he did on occasion actually hold it up reasonably well, considering he's they all had about four stone on him. Yeah, no problems with how he played. Um, just everything is pending yeah. uh, where he wakes up on New Year's Day. One hundred percent based in pettiness. Uh, well, I mean, it could it could it creates a big hole in our squad, especially if. Uh, Pat Bamford has got a big hole in his quad or whatever is wrong with him. Mm. I'd like the villain, um, Pep Clotet, for taking um, young Bellingham away from his Christmas presents. He'll have no doubt, but he'll probably got some good games for Christmas and stuff, wanting to stay at home playing on them. Instead, he's been dragged out. Yeah, he'd be at home playing Fortnite, wouldn't he, normally? Yeah, yeah but he's been with his pals. Ruined his Christmas. I would also like to nominate as a hero Pat Bamford for, um, I mean, he's not injured. He's he's done it for the greater good. Do you think it was like an you know an escape to victory when they break the goalkeeper's arm so Sylvester uh, Stallone can play in goal? Exactly. Hatch. I think uh, is was uh, that what it was? I think it's uh, uncharacteristically selfless of the uh, of the young lord, but he's decided nope. This this team needs Eddie Nketiah in the squad. So if he can be convinced to stay by getting his first league start, I will go and sit with Michael Weedock. Was and, it? Do you think uh, it had an air of kind of? Uh, don't leave me, I'll change. So, like a last desperate pleading as as she's, you know, she's packing her bags and going out the door. You think it's that? Don't leave me, don't walk out. Look, you can play. Yeah. You can play a game. This is what you wanted. Yeah. You can do it, you can play. Uh, I'd like to nominate Wes Harding for mm. his contribution. Nice. Which got the winner for us, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. He's, the, he's the OG so I didn't know he had a name yeah <laughs> didn't know he their defence actually as a whole I'm not I'm not happy with them the goalkeeper's called Connell not a real no, name so. but centre back Harley Harley Dean Harley Dean yeah you have to keep calling him Harley sounds, Dean at sounds all like times. a stripper you can never just give him one name <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it's more of a porn name is that isn't it Harley Dean yeah. yeah not happy with that and then Maxime Collin on mm-hmm. the uh, right back I mean that sounds well, then, like that sounds like a computer generated name they've got that Pedersen as, as well he's a really good player but he's the one that Gary Monk signed by cheating yeah so they were they were in a transfer embargo and bought him anyway and every time I look at him I see they shouldn't be allowed to keep him it's true you get the, I was saying this to Dan you, you cheat and you get the points deduction but you only get it one season yeah. the players are yours to keep you might as well just have a good like Sheffield Wednesday this year they'll probably just think ah fuck it well I mean if they do end up but let's get even more players we've in. still got Tom Lees let's get even more players in and then we'll, we can start in League 1 with a full Premier League team <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you said to me didn't you we should try a two year project where we just cheat for one year take the points deduction and then just bomb it next year with all these good players not sure it works like that, but you know, we could give it a go. I'd rather we just went up this season, that'd be fine. I think it would be easiest, wouldn't it? It yeah. would be best, but fortunately, uh, um, you know, days like today, because we had that with the uh, the Preston game, it was a bit of a missed opportunity with the other results sort of going our way and we didn't take advantage. So today, West Brom lost, Brentford lost, Fulham were only playing Stoke, so it doesn't matter what they did. Um, and yeah, we hope, so we, we increased the gap. Crucially, that crucial I, I gap. Have, I have a final hero nomination as well mm. for whoever handed my keys in behind the bar because in celebrating the winner, they ended up separated from me and I came to leave and just mm. did that little pat of the pockets. And a, I mean, when, when the oh goal no. went in, I was looking for someone to celebrate with and you'd gone. <laughs> I didn't know where you'd gone. So I had a little run, little run around. <laughs> Hugged a stranger or two. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Very nice. Anyway, let's go catch our breath, try and make sense of all that. I think I'm going to need to watch that all back, I think, just to try and figure out what happened exactly. Second half, anyway. We did, we did win. We won five goals to four. Did you see yeah, that? We, we scored five goals. We've been saying we're going to whack some team with five goals at some point. There it was. Mm. And whack them we did, right. It wasn't, wasn't quite the one-way whacking I was hoping for. But 
Still, probably take it. You will. Um, let's go figure out what's happened. Try and decompress a little bit. I feel like we're all tightly knotted balls here. I think that rather than try to figure it out, just embrace it. Just get your headphones on. Don't you know, pump it up. Leads are going up on repeat for the next, what time is it? 10 past six until at least 6 a.m. Okay. Um, and on that You'll note, we will, great. we will leave it and we'll start doing that. I'll get it on in the car on the way home, all right? Uh, thanks to Levi Solicitors for the support on the podcast as well. 10% off your legal fees when you inquire. Mention the square ball. And uh, we'll be back with the match ball after the West Brom game uh, later on in the week. And hopefully we've recovered a little bit and we'll speak to you then. Cheers. See you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 